welcome to the Gatecast and our journey through the Stargate, through SG-1, Atlantis and Stargate Universe. Destiny. The design is clearly ancient, launched hundreds of thousands of years ago. We are on a ship, but we have no idea where we are in relation to Earth. These are the wrong people in the wrong place. Shoot him. Why'd you do that? He told me to. I have a gun. What happened? Greer. Greer shot him. Each week, Alan and Mike will be following the adventures of the crew of the Destiny, along with one or two guest hosts. Join us for everything that is Stargate Universe. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 316, covering Stargate Universe, episode entitled Water. And we have a... Ooh, you've been on a couple of times now, haven't you? Uh, I think five. Welcome back in. Hello again. Nice to be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your first episode of Stargate Universe. Uh, not your last, because you're down for a, a few others. I'm down for quite a few, I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to put my name down for some more if they're going spare. It's strange how Stargate Universe seems to be so popular, and yet... Wasn't popular enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> normal fan reaction is, well, it's not that good, is it? It's not Stargate, but everybody wants to be uh, joining us for Stargate Universe. Yeah, well, I would have been happy to join you for more episodes of the previous series, but uh, yeah, time uh, never allows that. Well, we'd been doing it about four years before you heard of us. Yeah, that's true. That's our cutting-edge marketing for you. That is true. Although I have worked my way through the entire back catalogue, so, uh, yeah, I'm completely caught up. You're still prepared to talk to us. I know. <laughs> okay, that's the one. I muted the wrong one. Ah. I muted the headphones as opposed to the speakers. Oh, you don't want to do that? Indeed not. Right then. A lot of dead air. I have been listening to Charlie Foxtrot, which is another Stargate Universe podcast. A couple of women who are going through it. They're up to episode 15 at the moment. Quite entertaining. I don't know if I can listen to every single episode again when I've just finished. <laughs> Although, if it's a week-by-week week thing, then perhaps. Well, they do they do a general discussion as opposed to a commentary, which is a totally different style of show. Ah, OK. Charlie Fox. I also... Yeah, Charlie Fox. I'm also listening to uh, There's No Place Like Terror, which is a Stargate, general Stargate podcast. They've started uh, right from season one of SG-1. They're in up to middle of season two, just on the fifth race. Again, another couple of women doing it. That's a very good episode. Is it the RDA? All the ladies like RDA. <laughs> and those I don't like, not like Daniel, like Michael Shank. <laughs> well, you get naked, Daniel. You don't get naked, Jack. Mm, yeah, true. Get topless Jack a few times, I think. Yeah, Hathor had him shirtless. Or near, nearly anyway. A Thousand Days, is it the episode when he's stranded on the planet with uh, with his wife? A hundred. It's a hundred days. There you go. <laughs> a thousand days, three years. A thousand so days, yeah, to, fair enough. I'd put a, a crimp into the show. <laughs> After the second year, we replaced Jack. A <laughs> hundred days seems a little short. <laughs> three months, and he's pretty much married. Well, let's face it, she was desperate. She needed a man. <laughs> <laughs> True. And it was a small village. He ain't got much, much options. The great thing about the whole gold division of people throughout the galaxy, they made sure they're only small settlements. <laughs> yeah, like the Wraith. <laughs> Who's crunching? Alan. Sorry, I forgot to hit mute. <laughs> well, that's a very good point. I'm just going to launch the app to run my mute thing, if I can remember what it's called. Generally called mute. Mac apps always have to be named something stupid. Yeah, okay sure. then. Shush, what are you on about shush? Uh, the app's called shush. Oh, <laughs> right, sorry, carry on. Right then, as Alan says, we are going to be watching the episode Water. This is taken from the Region 2 DVD. No fancy extended episode this time. Runtime is 41 minutes 46 seconds. We are looking at the black screen with the counter set to zero. If you want to watch along with us, queue up your video, and when Alan does his 3, 2, 1, just press play when he says clicky, and we'll be, and we'll be good to go. As I've been doing, I will give you all the uh, tidbits of information on the opening previously on, since, again, the credit sequence on... Well, the title sequence on Stargate Universe is a bit short, and I really can't talk that fast. Fair enough. I was muted and crunchy. <laughs> Crunchedly muting. 
Hi, I'm Ian. And I'm Jonathan. And I'm Rem, inviting you to join us for the Sci-Fi Movie Podcast, a weekly review and exploration of the sci-fi movies that we all love. Ever wonder why Stanley Kubrick removed A Clockwork Orange from distribution in the UK? Why did Ridley Scott's Alien have no eyes? Or who's the better dread, Sylvester Stallone or Carl Urban? Judgment time. And why do I hate The Fifth Element so much? Um, really? Don't even get me started. Follow us on Facebook at Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. The Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. Subscribe in iTunes or visit our website at scifimoviepodcast.com. Okay. I'm already. Today I've decided to go with something unnecessarily complicated. What, for crunching or for... The countdown. countdown. Not Klingon? No, not oh. Klingon. Although the closest human equivalent. Ah, Dothraki. I said the closest human equivalent. <laughs> yeah, basically, I, what I did this last hour was watch Game of Thrones. Awesome. I have yet to see this week's episode. Ah, uh, okay. I'm not going to say anything, don't worry. <laughs> I will not see this week's episode tonight. It's 9 o'clock now. It'll be nearly 10 o'clock by the time we're finished. Perfect. Time to watch it. Right. In honour of both the uh, sporting event that was on this evening and also my perverse nature. Ever three, four, Uxie. Destiny. The design is clearly ancient. Okay, here we are then. Water, Season 1, Episode 6 of Stargate Universe. Gatecast, Episode 316. This episode was directed by William Wearing from a story by Brad Wright, Rob C. Cooper and Carl Binder. Carl went on to do the teleplay for this episode. Premiered in America, October the 30th, 2009. Aired in Canada, same night. UK, November the 3rd. Australia, November the 6th. Germany, March the 14th, 2010. And Sweden, April the 2nd. Lots and lots and lots of shows with episodes of the same name. Rainbow, BSG, World in Action, Zorro, 19-2, Earth 2, Teletubbies and Dynatrucks. Teletubbies? <laughs> I, I had to pull that one in. Almost killed him. Water level's down again. You're sure nobody went near that compartment on your watch. Yeah, there's always going to be problems. First air, now water. Yep. Sir. Anyway, I said no. Nobody goes in there without my authorization. Yeah, but can you trust the computers? That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like smart stasis. <laughs> Maybe it evaporated when we went through the star. It's a closed system. You know, all that water went somewhere. We're down to half of what we had when we got here. I don't understand this. Well, you're the one trying to get the recycling system up and running. Maybe there's a leak somewhere. Mm-hmm. Ship says it's fine. Oh, God, these pair. Yeah. Can you imagine these two just stuck on a desert island together? <laughs> oh, it'd be like Jack and Mayborn. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Eli, I'm not getting involved with this. <laughs> That's the point. They're not. Well, where are we at? Then, Probably about less than 40% of original design capacity. <laughs> I can't tell when someone just pulls a number out of his ass. What? Uh, I actually pulled that number out of my ass. Uh, now he has to. <laughs> He's actually defending Rush. <laughs> If destiny was ever capable of dialing back to Earth, it was thousands of years ago when the ancients originally intended to come here. But not now. Well, then you're right. We have a problem. Yes. Again. You can say you assume you would assume that she was designed to be able to dial back to Earth, obviously, but you'd hope so. As he's saying, thousands and thousands of years of wear and tear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, of Earth-based technology. Yeah, he's been overcharging his PSP. Forty thousand liters. That's what I heard. <laughs> Someone's been having a lot of showers. Yeah. Let's just say it wouldn't surprise me if there was more water than they're telling us. Oh, Franklin. Oh, so what, they're hoarding it? It's a big ship. You know, the military. As long as they control the water supply, they control us. It's uh, completely understandable why they do it. Obviously, it's storytelling purposes. But um, <laughs> it, it never... It always gets me when you see the recording equipment of a supposedly advanced civilization and the video quality is always poorer than the HD video you're watching. Like I say, obviously for storytelling purposes, it's, it's you need to know that you're looking through a keynote. Yeah. Yep. Whoop, hey, what's that? Ooh, we've seen that before. It's the entity. <laughs> Eli, totally oblivious. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I'm seeing chapter titles on these top, on these subtitles. We turn the subtitles on. Mm-hmm. See, I've got subtitles. I can see them. Huh. Do any better. Feel free. Uh, it's fine. 
I've got it on low volume, so... No, I can see subtitles, I'm good. I've been mildly concerned of how independent this ship is at times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is it? Nothing, sir. Just had a strange feeling. Well, we just dropped out of FTL. Wasn't that? Sergeant Greer, the ghost whisperer. Psychic powered even. Listen to him, young. When his toes start tingling, troubles afoot. What have we got? There's only one planet in range. Ship's already dialed it up. We're getting readings now. Whoa. Looks like we entered the Hoth system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. That's not going to work, Eli. Second Star Wars movie. Okay, I refuse to call it episode five. Minus 47 degrees Celsius. Bundle up. Is that water ice? Of course, it wasn't going to be easy, was it? And poisonous. There wasn't going to be a nice freshwater lake in walking distance. No, of course not. Ooh, nasty planet. They only counted it within range. We're going to have to use the spacesuits we found. (laughs) Spacesuits. Yep. (laughs) Shut it down for now. Lieutenant Scott, come in, please. Scott. Uh, not Scott. It's all right having a, a second in command, but he does have a habit of going AWOL, isn't he? What, you mean cut? <laughs> Shouldn't that be AWOP? There are reasons your radio's off. Ooh. Of all the people you want to find you. <laughs> Colonel Young is looking for you. You know what I mean by AWOP? Nope. Absent without mission? Pants. Absent without pants. <laughs> What, you couldn't find a broom closet? Ooh, daggers, daggers. They were a dagger the smile. Of course, that could be I could kill you with my little finger smile. Mm-hmm. Yes, young lady. We're still working on the other suits. We're close to having a third one ready. How close? A day, maybe? Oh, we'll be back in FTL by then. Well, they're not in great shape. All these years, there's bound to be degradation. This spacesuit really reminded me of the, the spacesuit used by the uh, aliens in Atlantis. That's because it, it is a spacesuit used by the aliens at Atlantis. Is it? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Then I'm not crazy. You don't think they spent money on new spacesuits, do you? Come on. I, I'm not crazy one. either. Mother had me tested. It was that little bit in the middle that looked like the little self-destructing they had. Yeah, the only real difference is that they've given them clear visors. Hmm. Uh, I did not know that. That's good advice, Dr. Park. <laughs> this is a lightsaber. Be careful with it. TJ, you're in command while we're gone. Is everybody clear on that? Oh, I'm sure we'll manage. <laughs> moan, moan, moan. Bitch, bitch, moan, moan. <laughs> now, to be fair, Jung should not be going on this mission. A, he's still... Well, obviously, he isn't limping like as bad as he used to. That's what, 11 hours until the next jump to FTL, right? Don't worry, you'll run out of air long before we leave you behind. <laughs> That's a cheerful thought, Eli. Oh, look, the actual Stargate. That's uh, a CG gate, I'm thinking. No, that is a rear projection and a real gate. A real gate? Well, not a real gate. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's what you want. Nice summer's day in England. There's those lights inside the suit again, so you, the uh, actors can't see anything. Beautiful, huh? One deep breath and you're dead. Yes, in the commentary they made reference to the cod piece. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly ideal work conditions, even wearing the spacesuits. Glowing China. Science at work. Advanced science. Just... Put some ice, <laughs> give it a shake, it'll give you a full analysis of the ice. Yeah, you probably don't want to drink that then. Destiny, this is Young, come in. Yes, sir, we get you five by five. I've just tested the ice by the Stargate. I read uh, concentrations of ammonia and several other toxic chemicals. How high are the readings? Off the charts. Well, you could try looking further afield. <laughs> Stupid idea, let's go back. The commentary for this episode was uh, Louis Ferreira, Brian J. Smith, Elise Levesque, and Will Wearing, the director. Brian says this was one of his mother's favourite episodes. Also Will's first on the series after oh. working so long on Stargate. Fresh water in the lake under the ice. Minus 47, the ice will be 10 feet deep. We're better off finding a pressure ridge, something we can mine. 
Sounds like you've done something like this before. Oh yeah, a million times. It, <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> you can imagine Eli's got way too much time on his hands. Probably looking at those keynotes and thinking, what could I do? I know. I'll strap a couple to my feet. Now that doesn't work. <laughs> I had an Iron Man moment. <laughs> yeah. Here we come, people. Here we come. This is genius. Yeah. This is clever. Yeah. <laughs> clever boy. Actually, it represents my most recent attempt to fly, but it should carry a ton of ice. Colonel, we're sending through Eli's latest invention. Oh, bless. Running on rails, obviously all painted out. There are a few problems because some of the guys who were pushing it, they could see the legs underneath. That had to be painted out as well. So a little bit more work than they planned. Always. How much will it hold? Definitely more than you can carry by yourself. Right, we're heading out. Keep the gate active. We'll radio back when we find something. They actually commented that this was the world's smallest set. And if you get the DVD or Blu-ray on the extras, they show filming uh, all this planet scenes. And it is literally everything that you see here is on a set that's probably 40 feet by 40 feet. The gate, the uh, mountain, everything. Yes, sir. Good luck. Oh, that's a lot of detail. Mm. That looks like a city. When they do the close flyby of the Destiny, not even the modern Galactica had that level of detail on a hull. Well, Brody said there's no leak in the system, so that leaves one alternative. Who could steal that much? That's a lot of water. Yeah, I know, but I don't know what else to do. Besides, it wouldn't hurt to know where we stand. Start a search. For water. 40,000 40, litres of water. Someone's holding it. Where yep. would they be putting it? <laughs> I know. Well, if you... Watch fire, if you watch Farscape, move the ship pregnant. It just went off a second ago. Your timing is perfect. Because it's been 38 minutes. The maximum time a Stargate can remain open. What? See, I didn't know that. Just in case there's anybody watching this that doesn't know that. <laughs> I think Rush said that he made some instructional videos that Eli didn't actually get to watch. Yeah, there was more than one video. Yeah. Device that looks... Promising. Testing now. We're pretty far out. Can't see the gate anymore. It's still worthless. Keep looking. As you mentioned, they added lights to the spacesuits. They also added full microphone setup so they record the actress talking. And after the first day, basically, Louis and Brian pretty much collapsed when they uh, got out of the suit. Louis threw a little temper tantrum and says this thing isn't going to work. Next day, they they had ventilators and fans. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so you see a strange thing before. that you don't know what it is, and your decision is to approach it. Well, she's military. She ain't going to run away screaming, is she? No, she's going to engage in a strategic retreat. <laughs> what, and then go, I saw something, but I don't know what it was. Did you have a look? No, I ran away. Go ahead. I found something. So did I. Can it wait? Ed Spencer. I can deal with him myself if you like, but... No, it's fine. I'll be on my way. Oh, dear. Spencer, who we've seen sealing, uh, I know, Nutribars or something. Mm. I didn't steal anything. Yeah. What's this, huh? I brought them through with me when we evacuated. You brought them through with you, huh? Give me a reset. Come hey, on. hey, hey! Step off! I don't have time for this. Lock him up somewhere. Colonel can deal with him when he gets back. And water, by the way. In carry cans. Yeah. Still need a lot of them for 40,000 litres. <laughs> yeah. I just happen to have a backpack full of food, just in case. A TARDIS backpack with 40,000 litres of water in it. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. He must respect TJ, because nobody's been able to pull Greer off anybody like that. Mm -hmm. When he had his gun on Rush, it took Scott about five minutes to prevent him from shooting him. I'm hallucinating. Well, first off, I'd probably put a Kino on, you know, sentry duty. At least that way you'll know if anybody goes near the near the tank. Once you've, you know, ruled out the idea that someone's actually uh, interfering with it. Those oh. rocks there looked a bit uh, Star Trek Did original you... series. <laughs> right then, they're sampling the ice again. Hopefully, uh, 
better resort than near the gate. Of course, this could be a fresh water inlet to the lake. Might be a better source. Destiny, this is young. We got pure ice. That's excellent news. It's a frozen waterfall. Again, behind the scenes, you saw the cameramen while they were filming this. Cameramen all dressed in white coveralls, cameras covered as well, and they're literally standing right next to them, bumping into them, the actors, as they filmed it. They had to be that close. That's amazing. You don't see them at all. Great thing about, like, say, filming Universe as opposed to SG-1 and Atlantis, getting all the coverage in one shot, not just filming one actor, then filming another, doing it all in one go, mm -hmm. letting everything come out in the edit. How come they didn't do that in uh, SG-1 or Atlantis? It's incredibly complicated. Ah, I see. I dare say the cameras didn't allow that sort of manoeuvrability. Modern cameras now sling them on your shoulder and run about all over the place with them. Just mm. benefits of more technology at the, at the time they started filming. Yeah. And it's always easier to sell a studio on investing millions in a production when you're doing it traditionally. They know what, to, what they're getting for the money. You tell somebody, we're going to try something different. <laughs> we need 20 million. The word risk runs around their head. Done this before too, have you? At least five times. <laughs> you mind if I give it a shot? <sighs> oh, okay. <laughs> give us water or we'll shoot you. <laughs> I wonder why they thought to bring guns through. I know, why? I know, just in case, there could be anything on this planet. <laughs> this won't end well. Bugs, or are they all over the ship? I'm not even sure that bugs is the right word for them. Huh, what about cloud? Except the cloud was alive. It was almost like thousands of tiny alien creatures. Yeah, I have a problem with everything you just said. Eli's is the type of character who can be very brave and courageous at times, but other things, it's like the little spider. You know, we'll face down a raging bull, but seeing a spider will go, <laughs> run off. No, not if only a few came through the gate. They're like tiny grains of sand. And then what? Started reproducing? Well, if they're a living organism, then yeah, they would. Okay, so now we've got aliens. What if they start bursting out of our stomachs? <laughs> he's, he's seen too many movies. I love his film references all the time. Yeah, He's like the everyman represented in this. Rush thinks of what he's saying and the words he uses all the time. Rush is Mr. Gold. I saw a fantastic picture on Twitter today with uh, David Blue in between Claudia Black and Ben Browder. And they were look, looking at him in a very amorous way. <laughs> ben as well? Yes, both of them were looking at David Blue. ...to return to their quarters and remain there until further notice. Thank you. You're, uh... You're not going to tell them? That we've got aliens? Move along. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is an interesting question. There aren't that many people there, just about 80-ish. Isn't it better to tell everybody what's going on all the time? Mm -hmm. They're all in it together. And keeping secrets, as we know, just causes more complications. That's enough ice for now. Let's get out of here. Gorman, meet me in the gate room. We have ice on the way. Copy. <laughs> yeah, Corporal Gorman, played by Andrew Dunbar, last seen in Cedar Cove and Arrow, is going to make a fatal error. Did that, that was the question. Did they even tell their own members of the military what was going on? If they had, don't approach it, walk away slowly, and the boy probably wouldn't have got attacked. And that is quite gruesome. It is, isn't it? <laughs> I wonder if it was lacerating him on the outside or if it was going in in through his mouth and shredding him inside as well. I think so. I think that's the impression you got. Yeah. Gore and violence followed by a nice tranquil shot of destiny. <laughs> Quick, it's melting. <laughs> okay, that's the... After a couple of episodes, you think, you know, do we really need that? It's quite random, isn't it? It seems very unancienty. Yeah. Dial back, please. This very early generation gate seems to take a little longer to dial. 
going up there. Offloading the sled now. <laughs> We're just standing around doing nothing. You could build ice castles or something. Just so you know, uh, another matter has come up. We, we have it under control. We have aliens on the ship. <laughs> they just shredded Gorman. <laughs> okay, you're on the spot now, Eli. <laughs> what? Millions of tiny flying razor blades floating around the ship like piranha. Corporal Gorman is alive. Uh, Lieutenant Johansson is tending to him now. He's probably not going to make it. Eli? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not necessary, Colonel. Eli is overreacting. All the time, Rush is being incredibly practical. He never goes with it in the right manner. Mm -hmm. His advice to TJ is always consider the greater good. Yeah. Corporal Gorman may have provoked them. We'll know more once he comes to. If he comes to. In the meantime, Lieutenant Johansson has ordered everyone to remain in the quarters. And this is, so the greater good is eyes. They don't need... <laughs> All right. We'll figure out what to do with them when we get back. Okay, sending the sled back through now. Rush out. And I think this is where Rush is going to have some, some quiet, restrained words with Eli. Or maybe not. It's not exactly Rush's style of uh, communication, is it? Loud and proud. You have to learn when to shut up. You can't just... You can't just lie to the guy and expect... Once to... back into FTL, it could be days before we find another planet capable of replenishing our water supplies. This ice represents a fraction of what we need to stay alive. We need more. Yeah, I know, but that doesn't mean that you can... Yes, just... it does. You're making it sound... Just, just stop the... acting like a child, please. Ooh, harsh times. Not angry, I'm disappointed. To be fair, Eli, in many ways, is a child. Mm -hmm. Experience-wise... He has none. He went to school, he went to college, he went to MIT, he dropped out, he's living with his mother. Well, that was a little bit awkward, wasn't it? Hunters <laughs> keeping his head down. <laughs> I said we torch him. You know, put some teams together, hunt him down. Where'd you get that? I can invent things too. Hey, this is a token. Oh, God. <laughs> God help us. Grey's got a flamethrower. Did you see what they did to Gorman's face? Yeah, I'm the one treating him, Sergeant. I saw exactly what they did to his face. Look, we don't know what it is we're dealing with. And torching them may only serve to antagonize them further. We hit them with something else. For revenge, that's great. They actually made sure that the flame couldn't actually go more than three feet in front of the uh, nozzle, mm -hmm. just in case. Then use Visifex to extend the flame. Not that they didn't trust Jamil, but <laughs> give a man a flamethrower and, well, you know. But it did actually work. Alien, entity, cloud, bugs, whatever it is, we're calling them and report back, okay? Yes, ma'am. And Sergeant, no torching. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I have an idea. Oh, yeah, it did work. Of course it was. This is the brat people. <laughs> hey, we want you to build us a flamethrower. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just not as big as you ever did on SG-1, because the <laughs> they went over the... Why don't you get them to leave it behind? <laughs> that episode when they were burning all the uh, vegetation inside the SGC. <laughs> yeah. And that was actual real piece of ice. And they had to point out, that under some lighting conditions, the real ice looked faker than the fake ice did. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be taking an awful long time for that plasma cutter to get through it. Yeah, they seem to think, oh, well, it'll cut through it like butter. Yeah. Well, wh one thing I read was that the plasma cutter, since it relies on electricity, wouldn't work cutting ice. Since it's designed to cut metal. Oh, so it'll need to react with it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yes, there is. The invert <laughs> filter. Like you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. We just can't see them. That's what they did when I first saw them. It's like they just disappear. So they're growing in numbers, exponentially, and consuming our resources without us even knowing it. You have to get them off the ship. My God! I've only just realised. The Tribbles. I think that must be a guess exponentially. You surely can't calculate that just by looking at the camera. <laughs> I'm a little busy right now. The bugs are getting into the water tank every time we open the hatch. Once we locate the main swarm, we're going to have to find... They're in front of me right now. Don't antagonise them. I won't. Unless they antagonise me first. Oh, that is 100% Greer. Certainly got an alien vibe. Or any, uh, bug hunt. Oh, where'd they go? <laughs> they do now. Okay, this is where the diplomacy comes in. <laughs> <laughs> it does underline the fact that that desert world probably wasn't a desert world that long ago. Mm. 
Now, did this entity come to that world and pretty much wipe out all the water, or was it native to that world? Hmm. Wee! I'm happy. He's happy. <laughs> I've got him. Pretty cool effect, the uh, sort of particle cloud. Yeah, it is. We're going to have to do something about that. I need a lot could come in handy. Only we'd just recently been introduced to the idea of another pressurised environment. <laughs> really thought they were going to use the spacesuit. Oh! Uh, well, you said you wanted a break. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, sir. The ice just gave way. Are you hurt? Negative. I'm okay, but I'm wasting pretty good. Good thing too. Looks like a long way down. All right, just hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a line down. Although you would have thought the ice would have been that thin, that close to uh, whatever it is. And that big rock formation. They're on the shore of the lake, so that surely should be the thickest. Mm. I need you to tell me when you got it. And even this is on the same set. They've got a, a wooden tower just off camera. And that's what Scott is actually inside of. You can manage it. Run it under both your arms and fasten it across your chest. Done this before too, have you? Oh yeah. At least a dozen times. Okay. Yeah. It's amazing isn't it, how these crevices are just big enough to trap somebody. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. One, two... Oh, so close. <laughs> Very blue under there. I mean, you can't really understand how it would be a couple of inches thick on the top of that. It'd, it'd be filled up, surely. <laughs> how stuck are you? Pretty dang stuck. Is there any way you can dig yourself out? I'm not sure. I think it's the plot contrivance. <laughs> I'd have bought it if they were walking across the middle of the lake and they went through. That's okay. That's past. See? Thrusters. That's what you need. Thrusters. Thrusters attached to the sled. That's what they want. Or built into the suit. Something like that. Still here, sir. Alright, let's just, uh... Let's think about this for a second. Ancients, they, you know, they didn't think of everything. <laughs> they were clever, but not that clever. Go ahead. We got a situation here. There was a tremor and Scott fell through the snow into a crevasse. He's fine, but he's just out of reach. I try to pull him up, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. How's that other spacesuit coming? And that's the worst thing, when you start fogging up on your visor. <laughs> Can you imagine actually shooting this, though, without uh, any ventilation? Yeah, it's going to get pretty toasty. Yeah. yeah. I love the sort of shaky, handheld camera approach they took. Everything looks like a documentary or a... It's mm -hmm. nice. I'll be out of here in no time. Yeah. Blaming. In the commentary, wearing we're on about actually felt how it this differed from his directing of SG One and Atlantis, mm. the more documentary style feature, as if the camera isn't there. They just kind of it's real life going on. You couldn't just film actors talking. There has to be some sort of blocking going on. But the freedom it allows the camera just to move as it is and let the editors fit it all together gives you a much more dynamic feel to an episode. It does. It wouldn't work for every uh, show made, but for this it does. I mean, they mentioned the shield. That more than BSG probably gave him the, uh, you know, the impetus to do something different. Mm. Oh, BSG was amazing. Look at Greer, you know, Jamil climbing that ladder with one hand. <laughs> Will said, "I tried that. I couldn't do it." <laughs> they did the commentary for this after they'd just wrapped season one. <laughs> I believe they were at Louis' home. Jamil just flew off to LA to work on a project. That's just a stupid sir. The last thing we need is for both of us to be stuck down here. Oh, what's that? Uh -oh. as, as if we didn't have enough problems. Yeah, I'm just going to shoot you in the head now, the okay? <laughs> Uh I closed it a little tighter, but I think... What? What? I think I'm losing suit pressure. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. First you fall down a hole, then there's a tremor, you get trapped, he's going to shoot you, and now you're losing air pressure. This is nice of her. I thought you meant James was going to shoot here. <laughs> Creep up and a two in the back. Double tap. I thought we were supposed to be confined to quarters. Yeah, well, I heard over the radio. There was a tremor. Lieutenant Scott fell into a crevice. Oh, my God. He's okay. Just stuck. Do they have enough air? Colonel Young says he's got it under control. Yeah, well, Young would say that, wouldn't he? Just... She definitely didn't have to 
pulled out this little olive branch. She's acknowledging that mm-hmm. Chloe has genuine feelings for Scott. Thanks. And it's not Chloe that's sleeping around. <laughs> yeah, if you step outside your cabin, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> I wish she'd pull her sleeves up. I hate it when the sleeves are right over, right over her knuckles like that. <laughs> you get them with uh, thumb holes in, really, for, for that exact thing. It's, it's like the little outfits you buy little kiddies, you know, with the gloves built into the actual arms themselves. <laughs> yeah, but was it stuck? It can't. You have to consider the amount of time you have left now. I'm aware of the damn time rush. All I'm saying is if you delay much longer... Listen to me. I know exactly what you're saying, and I'm not going anywhere without Lieutenant Scott, and that's the way it's going to be. What is the matter with you? Be careful, Rush. You'll hit you again. Hmm? <laughs> get him. Get him, love. Get him. You should return to your quarters. You know where you can go? Oh, hang on. He's going to be practical again. Nobody is safe when Rush decides to be practical. I understand your desire to rescue Lieutenant Scott. Of course. And only you can decide how much time you have left. But, Lieutenant, if Colonel Young remains there, trying to free you... To pull you up by himself. There's a chance he might not make it back. And this is incredibly devious. He's not telling Young to leave him. He's telling Scott, Young has got to leave you while you're alive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, planting that seed. Damn, he's a lot of work. Yeah, relying on... <laughs> Jesus. What was that? That was me sneezing. Freaky. Sounded like something from a horror movie. Greer's having the time of his life. <laughs> I've got to get Elmer Thud. <laughs> a little quote, because it, it fits. Be very, very quiet. This is Greer. I locked him up. Closing off the ventilation in that room. How can you be sure you've got every one, though? Okay. Vents are closed. Should be our tag. What are they doing now? Looking for a way out. Let's hope they don't find one. I don't quite understand why the windows are frosted. I... I would imagine that... I think we mentioned it before in another podcast, perhaps one that hadn't been, hasn't aired yet, that at times the ship travelled without shields and, you know, micrometeorites. Oh, maybe space doors, because ain't, space ain't a vacuum, after all. Guffed exterior windows. Yeah, built after hundreds of thousands of years. It... That could explain it. Let's go with that. Yeah. <sighs> oh, that's no good. Now, what if there's a button on the spacesuit arm, you know, uh, extra traction studs on boots? Yeah, well, I was thinking that when he was doing this, so I thought if, if he actually gets Scott moving, he's surely he's just going to slide on that ice. Which is why, when they were filming this, they had to cut footholds in the ice. Did they? Yeah, well, by ice, I mean the actual fake ice that the set is made of. Mm-hmm. So he could actually pull, literally pull Scott up. He was he was just sliding too much. Boss, people. Too many times I'm not... I'm not doing it again. I, I can't let you do it. You don't have a choice. Not that I'm counting, but this is the third time... Almost as many weeks that you've been willing to kill yourself, and there's there's a pretty good chance at this point I won't be around to talk you out of it again. Yeah, you're fine, young officer. You got a heart as big as a house. Just not something you'd normally consider in this sort of show. No. I mean, they're relying so much on so little to get across everything they're doing, putting a hell of a lot of uh, pressure on the writers to get the the sentiment correct, aren't they? Well, look, I'll slice the ass off of the plasma cutter. You can save that. The rest of me will stay here. <laughs> Pissed off. Greer recognised when an ent is getting angry. <laughs> like a swarm of bees or something. You even got out. What? How? Because it isn't airtight. We need a plan, Lieutenant! I'm coming down there. <laughs> That's not a plan. <laughs> oh, nice. Look, if he's dead, that solves all your problems. It's a, ter- it's a terrible thing to say, but... <laughs> <laughs> Decision made. Lieutenant. Scott. 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 No, he didn't hear you the first four times. Saying his name again isn't going to help. <laughs> One more time. One more time. Come on. That's it. You can't just walk away. 
Yeah, and then listen to that inspirational music that's playing in your helmet speakers. <laughs> <laughs> I Scott, I Scott, I Scott. <laughs> when he glanced over at that the first time, I thought, ah, oh, right, he's seen it. He's going to use the sled to help him get leverage or something. But no. <laughs> oh, that's lucky, isn't it? The tremors just loosened him up a bit. And this is where they needed the footholds. I gotcha. <sighs> I tell you, if you get a chance to watch, watch the behind-the-scenes stuff, you wouldn't believe that on the set, fully lit. It's pieces of wood about 10 foot high. And it's dragging them up it. Well, you look at it and think, there's no way that could look like the interior of a crevice. <laughs> oh, you could see his foot slipping there. Scott! Scott! Wake up, Scott! We did it! Wake up! Scott! I mean, it's the same with the actors when they're working green screen. They know it'll look right when everything's, you know, compiled together, but... You've got to be able to imagine it. Mm. You would have thought the damage to his suit would be a lot greater now. Ah, as it's jostled him loose. Oh, I got you. That's it, Paul. Paul, Lieutenant. Come on, Lieutenant. Lieutenant. Okay, that's it. Okay, that's it. I got you. I got you. Okay. Okay. And he doesn't look good. <laughs> okay then, Jung, you got him out of the hole. Now you've got to get him back to destiny while there's low pressure in his suit. The snow effect's good as well. They use bubbles, soap bubbles. What's the plan? We open the door, they go for the water. We close the lid. All right, who's going to do that? I am. No, 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 I will. I'm not the one with the torch. No, I look, I am not going to let you do that, I'm not that, the one okay? who's killed any of them, Sergeant. You are. I'll stand back, torch them if they get out. No, I want you out of sight. But you don't trust me? No, I don't. You have to flim throw down. <laughs> yes. Yes, they don't like you, Greer. Oh, come on, let me burn them. Yes. <laughs> oh, by the way, I will be standing in front of you. <laughs> Fire heals all. Fire cleanses all. You see, if he respects somebody, Greer will follow their orders. You may not particularly like it at times, but he doesn't give him any of the lit. An officer's maybe called Telford. Then again, I wonder if it's simply the matter of the fact that TJ was honest with him. Doesn't trust him. She said it to his face. And he actually respects that. Make us a clear path to the gate room. Seal off everything else. Elena there, when she was un unhooking all her harness, uh, ripped a big chunk out of her thumb kept filming and they said after she finished oh set was covered with blood I said why don't you stop she says I've had kids ah. this was nothing <laughs> you're probably right you can imagine a man ah, ah I've hurt myself I've hurt myself stop filming flicking their thumb around flicking blood at all the other cast members that could be considered salt or even vinegar okay let him out okay Poker face. A calculated gamble since they hadn't uh, attacked her beforehand. Mm. And she made the right call. They, they only reacted after Gorman did something silly. Alright, dog, get one away. That's nice. There's a lot of lens flare in this, isn't there? You can allow it. That's a big light source. I know. I, I mean, in universe in general, it's, there's, they, they use it quite a bit. It always looks good. Bugs through to the planet. We've no other choice. <laughs> Need you to step away from the gate and remain as still as possible. They're coming through now. <laughs> that comes through and hits them straight in the face. <laughs> you would have thought it would get ejected a lot quicker than that. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, water. It's also strange that they didn't break out of that, given they could so easily beforehand. Well, they were drinking the water inside it, weren't they? So that kept them busy for a couple of minutes. They remember him. A whole world of ice. And fire. Paradise. Just think that one act that Scott did pouring the water for him has led to this. So he's to blame. 
No, that's not good luck at it like that. <laughs> he got them hooked. They would still have run out of water eventually, because like I said, 90,000 litres would have, they would have gone through that without the recyclers working quite quickly anyway. This was the actual first day of shooting for this episode. This is where Louis got out of the spacesuit and raised bloody murder. <laughs> There's a lot of sweat on his forehead. Yeah, that was an unventilated spacesuit he'd been in for a few hours. His pulse is thready, but he's breathing. Let's get him out of here. Yeah, I'm not quite sure he can respond to your gentle caress. <laughs> Wasn't that a gentle caress of his crotch? No, that was his hand. That guy really limped off with the ice. The colonel is a bit dehydrated, as you'd expect, and he's, well, staring daggers at Rush. But Rush... Well, just another day. Another six pounds in water lost. You made it then, well done. He's always very calculating, isn't he? Yeah. He's a fantastic character. Oh, help. Sergeant Spencer, you step out of line again, I will deal with you personally. Understand? Yes, sir. I don't think he does. Now, this surprised me. I suppose they can't lock him up. I mean, Voyager had the same problem, really. You know, you, you can't carry somebody for that long, feed them and water them. This was a deliberate choice to film this slow motion, you know, to emphasize the, the weight of command on his shoulders. Approximately zero three hundred hours ship time, Corporal Gorman succumbed to injuries sustained in an... Have you used the head? Yeah. Lieutenant Johansson did everything that she could. I intend to hold appropriate services tomorrow at 1,600 hours. How do I turn it off? Nice. How <laughs> do you turn this off? Ah, right. <laughs> Very nicely done. Push the red button. Second member of Destiny to die during the mission. Because technically we don't know about Palmer and Curtis. They just jump through the gate. So they could still be alive. Yeah, I know. Where are they? We may find out one day. But for now, rest in peace, Gorman. You died doing something stupid, but we still mourn you. Where's the Annie key? It's interesting. The first time I watched the first series of Universe, I liked it. And then the second series, I was really hooked and crying out for a third season when we didn't get it. <laughs> and now I rewatch it. The first season is just even better. The, the second, third time around, it's fantastic. Yeah, the, the first time I watched it, I, I fully understood why people complained about it. Mm -hmm. Probably the first seven, maybe eight episodes at the time seemed to be very slow. That was probably because we were coming off Atlantis. Yeah. A much faster paced series, less introspective than uh, Universes. Uh, as you said, the second half of the first season got better. The second season was phenomenal. They increased the amount of humour in it. You know, the banter, the dialogue, everything. It was becoming more what we recognise as Stargate without losing what Universe was. But... I'm, I'm going to say this every episode. I am thoroughly enjoying watching Stargate Universe again. Mm, same here. And I'm enjoying listening to the podcast as well. I listened to uh, Air Part 1 as soon as it came out. And then uh, and then proceeded to watch all the way up to Water on Netflix. And I thought, hmm, <laughs> I can fit in a few more. <laughs> yeah, it is fantastic. All right, got a little bit of uh, trivia for Will Waring, the director of this episode. He directed 13 episodes of SG-1, 16 of Atlantis and 9 of Universe. Also directed episodes of Continuum and Strange Empire. Carl Binder, who did the teleplay as well as uh, providing part of the story. Two episodes of SG-1, 15 of Atlantis and 6 of Universe, as well as writing for Transporter, The Messengers, Cedar Cove and LA Complex. Right then, that was Water. Alan, any thoughts? You were fairly quiet. I was fairly quiet because I was and still am working. <laughs> Clicking in and out, but yeah. I need to get this done before the morning. They start at half eight. Since Alan has got to go back to his uh, day job. Mm -hmm. Night job. Oh, yeah, or night, or the evening, night job, uh, whatever. Put it this way, he's not watching Game of Thrones tonight. That's how important what he's doing is. <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm just, it's a choice between Game of Thrones and sleep. <laughs> That's an easy contest. Game of Thrones would win out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I say, I'm, I won't be going to bed before midnight. Come <laughs> Next week, we are going to be watching Earth. With me. 
on an all-new Stargate universe. Okay, this is weird. We may have figured out a way to get you home. Surprise. What happens if they screw up and the ship explodes? Most likely we will die here too. Effective immediately, I'm assuming command of the destiny. There's a problem. Stargate Universe, an original series. Only on Sci-Fi. Imagine greater. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. We got some feedback once again from Matt over on our Google Plus page. What great CGI work and having Destiny powered by the stars themselves. Beats any idea ever for space travel. I also like the knockout of Spencer with the wood of the rifle. That was awesome. And I believe that Rush didn't know about the ship surviving. The look and emotion he expressed was raw and genuine. I replied that it's an epic notion and the visuals were indeed stunning. And I agree, I think that Rush gets off on people thinking him the bad guy and avoiding him. The look of joy in his face wasn't faked. And he wouldn't have wasted all those resources on the shuttle either. Now if it turned out the shuttle had been carrying weighed down boxes and bags after Rush had swapped the stores out for useless items, that would have been more revealing. Matt replied that, uh, yep, playing the hill role certainly does stop him from forming close bonds with the crew and leaving himself open to pain if they get hurt. I replied that we are beginning to see that uh, he has high emotions over the memory of his wife. Those will be explored in later episodes. Cheers, Matt. If anybody else fancies getting in touch with us, then you can do so via the contact form, which is on our website, which you'll find at gatecast.co.uk, or you can send us an email using gatecastpodcast.gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Google+, and are carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. You'll find all the links on our website. If you have a second or two, uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. That would be most welcome. Just as Miles did this week. Thank you very much, Miles. He is one of the co-hosts of the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Check that out. We have a standalone RSS feed, which lists every episode we've released so far. You can find that on our website under Mission Reports. You can copy and paste that into your podcatcher and get access to everything. At the moment, iTunes only carries our last 25 episodes. Okay, let's wrap the show up. Okay then, folks, join us next week for Earth. Mm-hmm. Till then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. And I've been Ian. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good night. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever.